Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Joe. 5.60 The Joe Radio Rewind. Running back some of the best you've heard here on 5.60 over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day, and you know it's Friday So I'm going to have that good reggae music to make you feel irie and go into the weekend. Feel good Fridays. Always feeling good. Went out a little bit last night. I didn't go out a little bit. I went out last night. Not to any bars or clubs. Just hung out at the apartment complex with some of the neighbors and some friends. Socially distanced. Boom. So my weekend has kind of already started. So we're going to enjoy this as if the weekend is in full effect. And oh, we will enjoy it. The Joe Rose Show. Checking in with Goldie, talking about Panthers. They are hot. Greeny, Mike Greenberg, talking with half-man, half-amazing Vince Carter about the NBA. And then Hawk and Crowder. Oh, yeah. What makes you more nervous, the Heat or the Bucks? Could be a good thing. That could be a bad thing. But I have a good thing for you right now. Headlines. It was double-triple-doubles for Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo as the Heat ended their three-game losing streak, defeating Sacramento 118-110. Next up, the Lakers tomorrow night at 8.30. Former Marlins owner Jeff Lorio has been ordered to reimburse Miami-Dade County $5.5 million following his deal involving Marlins Park. The Central Division-leading Panthers take the ice tonight against Detroit at 7. Chris Drieger is expected in net. Doug Plagans will have the call for you at 7 o'clock right here on 560 Joe. The Canes baseball team opened their season against top-ranked Florida in Gainesville. Miami is ranked 11th. Inter-Miami's Blaze Matweedy says he is not in South Florida on vacation. He is here to win. Inter began practice Monday and opens the season in early April. The Australian Open Finals are set. Naomi Osaka will face American Jennifer Brady on Saturday, while Novak Djokovic plays Daniil Medvedev on Sunday. Alex Morgan and Megan Rapino returned to the women's national team and defeated rivals Canada last night 1-0. Rose Lavelle scored the game's lone goal. And now, after a long week, you deserve it. Let's go ahead and take a step into the day spa. <sighs> a teen in Great Britain who ate her own hair had to have it removed surgically from her stomach. Don't feel bad. I've eaten worse. Website Sleep Standards is offering one lucky person $2,000 to sleep for five days in various locations. Hmm, sleeping on the job. Nothing new. A bar in Israel is doubling as a COVID vaccination center. If you get a shot, you get a beer. 
I'll take seven shots in that case. Can't be too safe with your vaccinations. A bedridden man has gone viral after it was revealed that it wasn't a man after all, rather a cake that looks like a man. I'll take some crotch cake. Ah, uh, getting up in the morning, get your cup of joe and get your joe. That's right, the Joe Rose Show, 6 to 10. Joe Rose said he was on a plane today. I talked to him Thursday. He said, I'm not going to be in Friday. I'm going to be on a plane. That was all. That was the end of the conversation. That's Joe Rose in a nutshell for you. So no worries. My man, Zach Duarte, filled in for Joe Rose. He was with my man, Zach Krantz. Zacking it all over the tape, please. The Zach attack. They're talking to Steve Goldstein. Goldie talking about the Panthers. They're in a league all their own right now. Playing clean. Also, when you're the Panthers, you have to play the best players. And still talking about Huberdo's whirly-burly pass. Florida Panthers red hot right now. Let's talk to Steve Goldie Goldstein, old buddy used to work with, and now the voice of your Florida Panthers on television. Goldie, good morning. How about those Panthers, man? 10-2-2. What have you been feeding them? It's working. Good morning, Zach. Yeah, maybe because I'm not around them anymore because we're not allowed to uh, travel to the games and stuff. So maybe that's it. We're not face-to-face with the players. They're more focused. They don't have to deal with me. Right. That's it. No Goldie pregame, uh, any of that stuff. So that's good. I'll tell you what. We, we have the, we have Coach Q on each week here uh, on the Joe Rose Show with Zach Krantz, and I'll be honest with you. We normally would have the coach on after a bad loss in the recent years or after a loss two days earlier. It's been nothing but kind of fingers crossed. They're playing great, and, and he comes on, and he's a happy guy on Wednesdays when he comes or Thursdays when he comes on with us. But it just seems like everything kind of going right for this team right now. 10-2-2, 5-0-1 on the road. Like, everything's hitting. Even the new guys, everything's hitting right now. Yeah, I think a lot of it is hitting in large part because of the new guys. Um, but you're right. You know, look, they have no injuries. I mean, I know Achari is out now, but, you know, no big injuries. Um, they haven't had any big COVID breakout on this team. They've done a great job with that. Um, I know that they put a ton of time and effort. Not that everybody else hasn't, but they really put a lot of time and effort, and obviously it costs money um, into the players and into the arena where it's open for you know fans on a limited basis. So from that standpoint, you know they haven't had guys in and out of the lineup because of that. Uh, Duclair missed the one game. That was it. You know, so when you look at those things, the things that are pretty much out of your control, especially injuries. It's really worked out well, but, you know, from the vibe standpoint and the enthusiasm standpoint and the way the new players have brought energy and, you know, by all counts, some accountability. You know, there's more accountability between teammates and you need that on a team and that wasn't always the case. And, you know, you throw in there, you got two guys that have always been great, but really playing at elite levels. I've never seen Alexander Barkov and Jonathan Huberto in eight and nine years in the league. I've never seen them play this well uh, overall. They are right now dominant players. And a great job by Joel Quenville. That's why he's going to the Hall of Fame of, you know, recognizing it early in camp that each one of them needs to be on their own line. And Huberto is really carrying his line now. And he's good enough to do it. And he should be able to do it. And he is. Goldie, one of the one of the, the big things here, I think a lot, of, a lot of people are talking about is, you know, the Panthers make a, a change at the general manager position, Bill Zito. Uh, and, and he was not the one that signed Sergei Bobrovsky to that contract. And when you look at the goaltending right now, Bob has started seven games. I think Drieger started seven games. And, and, and you know, I'm interested here as to what's going to happen with the goaltending because typically when you sign a guy to a seven-year, $70 million contract, you're going to tend to stick with that guy. And yet Zito's come in, and I, I don't know if, you know if there's been some kind of discussion amongst the coaching staff and, and Zito as to, hey, we might need to play Drieger more. But, you know, I think Drieger's been fantastic. I thought he was fantastic in relief of Bobrovsky last year. And you're seeing uh, Drieger, you know, get, get more of a one 
one-to-one split start with Bobrovsky this year? Well, I'm sure they discuss it all the time, and you're right, usually in sports, the big contract very often you know, t- takes over everything. But hey, you're paying him either way. I mean, he's under contract. If you want to win, it's no different than any other position. You play the guy that gives you the best chance to win. So right now, Chris Trieger, you look at the numbers, you look at the way he plays, right now he's making more saves. He'll start for the third straight time tonight. The schedule is so condensed. They're both going to play. They both have to play. Um, it's back-to-back today and tomorrow. It's back-to-back Monday, Tuesday at home against Dallas. So they'll split the next four games. It's no different than any other position, in my opinion. You know, if you want to win, you can't just roll guys out in any team in any sport based on what you thought they would do and based on their contract. you got to play the best players. And Joel Quenville has said it, it's performance-based. And right now, Drieger is, is hot and goal, and they're going to roll with him. But, but again, the schedule's so tight. They have, what is it, 42 games left. Um, I don't know if it'll be an even split. These guys both have to play a lot of hockey. Right, yeah. I guess it's a good problem to have, right, when you have two goalies that uh, are playing pretty high level right now. It's better than having two goalies that you're worried about which guy's going to start every night. i got to bring up something you brought up before. I know we talk about Barkov a lot, and especially around the NHL, when you bring up his name, he's got to put in that category of could be the next star, is the next star, whatever the case may be. Huberdo over the last year and a half, and I asked Coach Q about this the other day, he's playing at such a high and elite level, like he's playing like the guy on this team. He's not playing like the second best player on this team. He's playing like the guy, um, and it's really fun to watch him too. That pass the other night, I don't know what the heck that was, and your call on TV, me and Zach were talking about that earlier, your call on TV, Doug Plagan's radio call, I mean, this is something that if you could hang on the wall, your call of this, you'd hang on the wall. I'd hang it on my wall. That was unbelievable. It was a ridiculous play. It's one of those plays that guys try and practice um, very often don't even try it in a game and to execute it the way he did in a huge spot. And that's a huge game. Every game is in the division now. So every night is, is, is a huge four points in a condensed season and all the games are divisional and only the top four make the playoffs and, and it ties the game. So not only was it an amazing play, but when you, you know, if it's a six, one game and you're playing a last place team, it's a nice play and you're having fun with it. In that situation, it, it, it was, it, it was just money and to execute it was remarkable. I know the last three years act, he's put up the, numbers. He's much better than a point a game over the last three years. There is something different this year, I think, even than those other years where he was piling up points. He's just more impactful. Shift in, shift out, uh, holding the puck. You get the feeling every time he gets it that he can make something happen. Um, And that was certainly the case. I mean, that game the other night, I think it's the best game I've ever seen Jonathan Huberto play. I mean, all around. I know he's had games where he's had, you know, five points and he's had more points than he had in that game. He was just there was a different, I sense a different hunger. You know, maybe he's tired of, you know, the guy's competitive and wants to win. He's played, what, six playoff games in his career. And maybe he's just tired of that. And he sees that this team now has pieces that can complement Barkov and himself that they can actually do something. And maybe that's motivated him. And it's interesting because he's playing less this year. You know, his ice time is down a couple of minutes um, at five on five. He's getting all the power play time and he's been more impactful. So you look at points per minutes played, and points per games played, he's a top five player in the NHL. Goldie, in terms of what uh, the NHL has changed this year, and uh, obviously I don't think that division-only games will be a thing moving forward once COVID is uh, kind of put to, put at bay, but I, I like the idea of playing teams back-to-back, minimizing travel a little bit, you know, instead of having to have one game uh, on a road trip and then travel to another game, get into a hotel room really late and maybe have a, a game the next night. You've got these situations where you're minimizing travel and guys are getting more rest. Is that something you see sticking forward in the league after this year where you're playing a team in back-to-back games in the same location? 
I definitely think it's something for the reasons you said makes sense, especially for a team like the Panthers and the Lightning or, you know, every road game except when they play each other is a far trip. You know, it's a couple of hours on the airplane. Maybe not as big a deal up in New York where you have the Rangers, the Devils, the Islanders, the Flyers. You know, they, they, they can just drive to the games. But I think it's possible. Now, the, the main reason they do it is, you know, let's say you're a season ticket holder of the Panthers and, you know, you're from New York and you like the Rangers, you know, and the Rangers happen to come down twice that year and you're busy those two days and they play back to back. You don't get to see that team. So I know they do it for fans and season ticket holders to try to space it out. But 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 I do think we will probably see more of that because for the reasons you said, it, it really does make sense. And from a competitive standpoint, I know, you know even just announcing the games, it's not easy playing in one place, getting in at 3 a.m. and then the next night you have a game and I'm not even playing the games. So <laughs> it definitely makes sense. Yeah, it's an interesting thing. Goldie, I'm, I'm excited that we're talking hockey uh, and, and this team is really, they need to get more publicity down here and more people need to pay attention because this team really looks like a different team than it did last year and the last couple of years. Maybe that's Bill Zito Maybe that's Coach Q. Maybe it's the new play. I don't know what it is, and I don't care what it is. As long as it's fun to watch and they're winning games, that's going to be great for here in South Florida. And honestly, I'm happy for you guys, too, calling these games and having a lot of fun. But I don't think you're ever going to beat that Huberdo call. Good luck trying to beat that from now on at this point. I... <laughs> It, no, it, it's been great, Zach. And I think it's a combination of everything you mentioned. Those new players, particularly Gudis and Hornquist, and even Verhage, they, they brought a little, you know, a little bite to this team. You know, know how to win. Um, you know, they, they brought something different. There's just a different vibe on this team now, a different energy. And, you know, Quenville is really, um, he's really dug in and coaching. You look at that game the other night, that fourth line plays, you know, I think it's a career high for those guys in minutes, Lamico and Lomberg, and they get on the score sheet. So Joel Quenville has really got a good pulse on this team. Absolutely. And you could tell, you could see it on the ice as well. Goldie, as always, thanks for the time. I love having you on the show. And we're talking hockey. I didn't even bring up any other sport, only hockey. How about that? I appreciate it. Thanks, Zach. We'll see you guys. Uh, Don't pass on the Joe Rose Show. Joe going to be back on Monday with Zach Krantz, Hollywood, and the whole team, and they are going to be bringing it to you strong. Someone that brings it to you strong every day from 10 to noon right here on 560 The Joe, Mike Greenberg, a.k.a. Greeny, talking with Vince Carter, a.k.a. Half Man, Half Amazing. We want to get back on the court when when we feel better somewhat. Mm-hmm. Not when we're 100%. Right. Amazingness from Vince Carter next, plus some reggae music because, after all, it is a feel good Friday here on 560 The Joe Radio Rewind. Lucifer, son of the morning, I'm gonna chase you out of earth. 560 The Joe Radio Rewind, running back some of the best you've heard here on 560 over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Dane. You can tell by the music, it is a feel-good Friday. Trying to make you feel good as you go into the weekend with legendary reggae tune from legend in the game, Lee Scratch Perry. Oh yeah, feeling good. Lucifer, Lucifer. Okay, I'm not going to sing because that's not that type of show. Although sometimes I kind of make it that type of show. Greeny, he has got the show going on. My man, Mike Greenberg, he is on weekdays from 10 to noon right here on 560 The Joe. And he only gets the best of the best because he brings the best of the best. So he's got one of the best of the best, especially when it comes to dunking and longevity in the NBA. Vince Carter. Saw him at North Carolina. Saw him with Toronto. I'm not going to list all the teams he played in the NBA. So I'm just saying, I saw him with a lot of teams over a lot of years, and that dude was half man, half amazing, and he is amazing right here with Mike Greenberg. Talking about longevity in the league, players, ready or not, the NBA's best, and then he's going to do a little tell me a story. It's a good one. 
Lock and load. Our very own Vince Carter, who is one of the most entertaining players to watch and is actually the answer to a good trivia question. Vince, VC, welcome, as always. Great to see you, my friend. And do you, I assume, know that you played more seasons in the NBA 22 than any other player in history. I assume you knew that. I did. I did actually know that. <laughs> but actually, that is fewer than the all-time record in any of the four major sports. Do you know who played the most seasons in any of the four, NBA, NFL, NHL, or MLB? Someone played, two guys actually Ooh. played 27 seasons. One of them is a name yeah, you'll know. I'm, I'm sure it's baseball. I know Vinatieri uh, outlasted me for sure. Uh <laughs> But after that, you got me. George Blanda actually outlasted him. He did 26 oh. seasons in football. Gordie Howe and Chris oh. Chelios did 26 seasons in the NHL. But Nolan Ryan pitched Nolan, 27 oh seasons in Major League Baseball, and so did Cap Anson back at the turn of the previous century. Those guys hold the record. So, Vince, you needed five more years. Yeah, I probably had one more. <laughs> <laughs> the great Vince Carter is with me here. Great to talk to you. All right, let's let's talk about, let's go through some of the stuff we saw. So last night, I was really hoping we would get a great game, Nets-Lakers. This obviously is a, could be a preview of the NBA Finals, and it didn't materialize for a variety of reasons. No Kevin Durant, no Anthony Davis. Davis is going to be out the next four weeks, and we will see. But the one observation you cannot help but make. Let me stop you real quick with that. I I have to say this real quick. Yeah. I I, I hope for for AD's sake, he's out longer than that. Mm. Uh, And I say that because, uh, you know, we look at what happened with KD. Mm -hmm. And a lot of us, I was there that night when he got hurt in Toronto. And a lot of us felt he, 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 he didn't need to play. And for AD's sake, young guy obviously has already won a championship and wants to repeat. I think his health is most important. And if he needs two months, take two months. Because at the end of the day, you come back in the the, the last two weeks of the season, so be it. Then you get the first round of the playoffs to get yourself back in shape, to get ready for. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I just had to say that because – I haven't been on lately, and it's, I've been holding that in. So, yeah. they, so let me get that No, out. I'm glad you said it. And Tim Legler said a similar thing with me on TV this morning, that the level of concern has got to be high because he was out for yeah. a few games. He said he felt better and felt fine, came back, played 14 minutes, and now it's worse than it was before. So that set off some alarm bells. Does it set off alarm bells for you? It, it does. And and this is speaking from a, 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 a athlete who loves to play and we as athletes, we want to get back on the court when we're when we feel better, somewhat. Mm-hmm. Not when we're a hundred percent. Right, right. And that's what that was, in my opinion. I feel like when he felt like, oh, I feel better. Look, yeah, it's a little pain. I could deal with that. I wake up in the morning with a little pain through mm-hmm. a basketball season. That's what we think. It's different moving around a little bit and shoot around and trying to simulate that and actually being guarded by Jokic, beating a double team. The anxiety and the, the level of play in the NBA, it's, you, it's hard to match that. And we don't know that until we go through it. And sometimes that's the downfall uh, to, to us athletes. It, it, we, we get in our own way and we put ourselves sometimes at harm's way. That's exactly right. I mean, and the expression in football has got to take his helmet away. You have to protect the player from yep, himself. So, so let me ask you the question this way, Vince. If he comes, let's, let's say he takes however long he takes off. If when we get to the playoffs, he's healthy, are the Lakers in your mind a prohibitive favorite 
to win the West one way or the other. Absolutely. Yeah. If, he, if he's if he's healthy, they're still the te- they're the team to beat. Uh, I, I think you know we we still know, see what the Jazz are doing. We still we still believe. I think what the the Clippers have a legitimate shot. Even Denver. I mean, they're up and down, but they're playing great basketball. They have a shot because mm-hmm. they 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 know and they've had a taste of it. Uh, even th- though I think they losing Grant is a big deal for them uh, uh, come playoff time. Uh, because of who he can guard and you know he can guard multiple guys at his height but uh if anthony davis comes back it's it's it's, it's going to be tough and then on the other side of it we had the nets who win that game last night and the stat that jumped out at me i hadn't realized this till i was doing it this morning going over notes to get set to do that game on our tv show this morning the nets are 10 and 1 this year against teams with a winning oh. record so we, we we talked a little bit about how when when they first got hardened they looked a little sloppy they lost some bad games exactly but in the games when exactly. they get up to play they they do not lose what are you seeing in brooklyn right now and and and, and, and i think that was the alarming thing initially was like oh well you know the first thing we said was what oh it's not gonna work mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not gonna work they can't figure it out bad teams and it's something about playing against good teams, uh, the elite teams, and f- being able to figure it out. And I think they took that and said, this is who we need to become. This is how we need to play. And when they're playing good teams, they're figuring it out. I mean, 10-1 and 1 is a stat that I didn't, uh, I didn't know or, and or realize. And, I, I, I mean, that tells you what. Come playoffs time, when you start to play the good teams, mm-hmm. they're going to show up for sure. So they're going to be tough to stop. T- tell me about how you see that going. You were a great player, a great offensive player in your day, and, and now we put together these three guys, Kevin Durant, James Harden, Kyrie Irving, when they're all healthy and together. How do you see that offense working best? And, you know, I always say in coaches that I've played, defensive-minded coaches I've played for, uh, we always think, okay, come, particularly come playoff time because I've been uh, in a series versus the Knicks when uh, Mr. Jeff Van Gundy, had mm-hmm. double teams against me, and they took me away. And they said, somebody else is going to beat us, mm-hmm. going to beat us, not Vince or not such and such. And T-Mac played well. Well, here's a situation where you can't double team. Maybe you double team two of the guys. You can't double team all three of these guys. And they bought into Harden being the point guard, uh, Irving being the off guard, and Kevin Durant being Kevin Durant. Right. And it, it's worked because his decision-making, his meaning – uh, James Harden's decision making is next level right now. I didn't know or wasn't sure if they could coexist because it's only one basketball. And I think what has taken this team over the top is Kevin. De- I'm sorry, is Kyrie Irving saying you're the point guard. Mm. You're the point guard, and I never thought that would come from him, honestly. And since that has happened, I feel like now it's like, whoo, okay, he's the point guard. Kyrie's the, 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 the shooting guard. Kevin Durant, once again, is Kevin Durant. And the other thing is Kevin Durant taking initiative to guard the best player on the other end. Because if not, who's gonna who's the who's gonna who's their best defender? Who's gonna guard for them? And he's taking that initiative and still getting buckets on the other end. Yeah. Which is tough to do. I I'm with you. A greenie and the great Vince Carter is with me. That's so good. You know, I go back to a time when a, a very famous thing that happened in the NBA long before you were born was Walt yeah. Frazier and Earl Monroe were both great point mm. guards. Yes. And Monroe gets traded to the Knicks. And he basically said to Clyde, you're going to be the point guard and I'm going to score. And it worked out. Obviously, he's in the Hall of Fame and they won a championship. (laughs) But talk about that unselfishness with me, Vince. That's what these guys have to do. They have to to let other guys do some stuff and they they have to sort of sacrifice some of your game. So, Greeny, I think about this. Think about in the Warriors' run and think about all of the teams that were trying to put teams together to create 
that style of play, that look. Mm -hmm. What was the problem? Unselfishness. Can you buy, get guys to buy into being unselfish, to play team basketball, to sacrifice? Kevin Durant struggled with that when he first got there. And Draymond Green said what? Hey, this is not how we do it here. If you happen to buy in, we'll make sure you get the ball. You become, you know, you, you'll still be Kevin Durant. He bought into it. They win two championships. So I, I think that was the key is guys willing to sacrifice for the bigger picture in the championship. Yes, Kyrie has won. Yes, uh, Durant has won. But at the same time, it's like we can do this again. We can dominate if we buy into it. And not only are they buying into it, I mean, James Harden is 11, averaging 11 and a half assists. He's a point guard. He's like, we look at him. I mean, if you think of James Harden, the first thing you think of is step back threes and all that. Mm -hmm. He's a point guard that is leading the league in assists. I mean, his decision making is like second to none to some of the best to do it in the game now and years past. Greeny and Vince Carter. And here's the other piece of it on this because they're also they're moving the ball. And here's how you know it. In their last four games, they've shot 49% from three-point range. From an efficiency standpoint, you have to shoot 73% from two to match that. So it does, it, obviously, it's unstoppable, and it looks great, and I agree with you. It does bring up a question, however, that a lot of people have asked me, and I want to ask it to you. Are you concerned the game has become too much about threes? Do you believe we have too many three-point three shots in basketball? <laughs> oh, you asked the old-school guy who came into the East uh -huh. <laughs> when it was half-court. So, uh, I mean... You, you learn to adapt, and I think it's harder for the older generation of players and you who've been around for the game for a very long time to adapt to it. That's just the way it is. You walk into a, a, a NBA practice now, and I remember it. You know, the bigs are on one end working on the post moves. The guards and the point guards are well. The point guards are working on ball handling and some shooting. Uh, the you know your scores are working on scoring, shooting threes. Now you walk into an NBA practice. What do you see? Three point shots. And Eurostep. So Vince Carter, the older player, now is trying to work on my Eurostep. Like, I was like, I didn't have this in my game. <laughs> so the game has evolved. The game's faster. Uh, like I said, I, I watched Mark Gasol from playing against him. And I use him for an example because, remember, Memphis was half court, grit and grind, beat you up. And it went from now, Mark Gasol was in the top five in three-point shooting percentage and efficiency to Clay Thompson, uh, Steph Curry, and a few other guys at that time. So that right there was the reality of the game has changed. So with that, with more shots, with more threes, that means transition defense is more important because you're shooting and it's long misses and you have to get back. So if you don't have a decent transition um, defense and probably a good half-court defense, if your trans transition defense isn't good, you're in trouble. So uh, it has changed. It's a different game. I've adapted to it. Uh, I found myself, uh, you know, on a fast break now, not running for lobs. I'm running to the three-point line. <laughs> That's just right. the way it was. Which, which as some of us who've watched the game all of our lives don't like the way that looks as much, but we're going to yeah. have to get used to it because it's not going in the opposite yeah. direction. All right, it's one more thing. Anywhere. As I've done this NBA Legends Week this week, I've asked each of you guys to tell me a story. Just going to sit back and well, have a little story time. Tell me a story. And so here's the story I want you to tell. And this one's actually uh -oh. going to be college. I was looking you up today. I, I thought I oh, knew everything about Vince Carter. But it turns out I did not realize that or I'd forgotten that you played at North Carolina during what was Dean Smith's last season. You actually bridged from yes. Dean Smith into Bill Gothridge. What do yes. you remember about Dean Smith's last season? Tell me a story about the end Where do I of that. Start? Where do I start? Um, Rocky freshman year, we um, up and down. We had a good team, Serge Wicker. 
for people, uh, Jeff McGinnis, uh, Dante Calabria. We had a very, uh, Shaman Williams on that team, very good basketball team, veteran team. Stackhouse and Rashid just leaves. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I have to say, imagine that. Mm-hmm. My freshman year could have been Jeff McGinnis at the point. I played the two, Stackhouse at the three, Antoine Jameson at the four, Rashid Wallace at the five wow. with Dante and Zwicker coming off the bench. What could have been? So we go on to our second year, and I, I remember that year just going through. We were playing, we're playing, and obviously Coach Smith is approaching the record of most wins. Mm-hmm. And he was a guy that was more so about – North Carolina then saying Dean Smith. He hated when they said Dean Smith in the North Carolina Tar Heels. <laughs> he couldn't stand it. And he also hated when you score a basket and you want to get the crowd going. Hated it. He was a team guy. So we're going through the season and, and we're, we're approaching the record. And I, I just remember he just would not talk about it. He would never mention it. When he gets it, he was just like, yeah, guys, thank you. You guys were great. But like, wait a minute, wait a minute. You just accomplished like one of the most. I mean, for for us as a college kid, like you're the winningest coach. You have the most wins, and you can name a laundry list of coaches leading up to it that you were recruited by. That's when you watched it, so on and so forth. So now we're getting to, into uh, this uh, the uh, NCAA tournament. Uh, I remember playing Colorado uh, is I think when he when when he broke the record against Chauncey Billups, if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken. Uh, and we move forward. So we get the season's over and we get into the summer. We have our summer workouts where we run on the track. He has the, the, the what is it? The, we have a track run and we have to do. And he was just a little occupied, preoccupied. You could see his mind was just all over the place, all over the place. Not like the year prior. He usually was engaged and he's usually kicking your butt for your guard. You're supposed to finish at this time. If you're big, you're supposed to finish at this time. This year, it was kind of like, okay, good try. You tried, so on and so forth. Preoccupied. Once everybody's done, we're laying there dying, whatever. He says, hey, guys, meet back in the, uh, into the locker room. We have a team meeting. Okay, cool. It was just a little weird, and he walks off. So, you know, everybody's like, what is he talking about? What's going on? You never think Dean Smith is retiring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't think that. Get into the locker room, and you can just see he's pacing around, a little sweat on, on the floor. And so it's just like, this doesn't seem right. You're thinking something's wrong. And, you know, he took a long time getting out that statement to us prior to his actual press conference. So when we're walking in, you're going in, you see the press walking by, you pay no attention to that. That's just Dean Smith, you know, probably talking about his record. And when he finally tells it to us, it's kind of like, it was like dad, your dad saying, hey guys, I have to go on a tour for a couple of months and I'll be back in eight months, mm. let's just say. And you can see the disappointment. I have a picture uh, of us sitting there during the press conference. Uh, it's, it's me. Terrence Newby, Shaman Williams, and we have the saddest long face hmm. ever. And it's a basketball coach. It's your coach. You're probably going to be there three, four. Well, now it's one year, but three or four years. Like, But this guy in going into my junior year, so this is my sophomore year, two years, How he, what he's done for, for me as an individual, for a team, how much we respected him, you know, the what he, what type of man he turned me and us into – to all of a sudden say, I'm retiring, Coach Guthridge is taking over. Don't even remember, <laughs> when he said that to us, don't even remember hearing Coach Guthridge will be taking over until the press conference. Hmm. Because he was like, I'm stepping down, retiring, and moving on. You know, whatever. I'll still be around, but I guess he said Coach Guthridge will take over. Now, we have the same feelings for Coach Guthridge. So at first, it was kind of like, what? Then it was like, oh, okay, at least it's Coach Guthridge. 
Coach Gut is is Coach Smith. It's the same person. But it was just it was just so awkward to go through our junior year, and you know we understood how close the two were, and that was our goal to get back to the Final Four. We lost to you know Arizona, blah blah blah. They won the championship, <laughs> mm-hmm. whatever, and we wanted to go back to redeem ourselves and do it for Coach Smith as well as Coach Guthers because. He walks into a great situation, but we still had the whole our end of the deal. And it's funny because we thought Coach Smith would still walk around the gym and be around, and he wanted no parts. He said, this is your team. When you guys want me, need me, I will come around. And uh, it was just something something um, to be a part of. And obviously that was big news. And, uh, I mean, everybody was around for it. It was tough to, to for the summer. It was tough to – to, to accept. What a great North Carolina story from Vince Carter. Not half man, half amazing. All man, all amazing, all the time. Speaking of all the time great, we're talking about Hawking Crowder. To watch us on Whiteside, because he always gets out-hustled under the board. He comes down with a board so weak you can take the ball away from him. And uh, and we gave that guy $30 million a year. <laughs> Hassan Whiteside, maybe not an all-time great, but we're going to hear more about it from Hawk and Crowder next, plus some reggae music because it's a feel-good Friday here on 560 The Joe Radio Rewind. the Joe Radio Rewind, running back some of the best you've heard here on 560 over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day on social media at Dan Day Radio. Give me a follow. I'll make it worth your while, making it worth your weekend. A little bit of reggae music in the background. Those good vibes sending you into South Florida weekend. One of the few parts of this country that's not absolutely freezing cold and without electricity. Ah, doesn't that feel good? Oh, yeah. And it always feels good listening to Hawk and Crowder. Crowder, the only person I know from South Florida that has left the beautiful weather that we're having to go to Minnesota during a polar vortex. Good job, Crowder. Keep drinking those IPAs. They'll somewhat warm you up. But no worries. Solana and Hawk, they're keeping you warm. They got the goods for you. Talking about Hassan got had and... Fan base, more nervous. Right here in Miami, or up in the cold of Milwaukee. Solana always brings our music very strong on a Friday. Although I will admit, Solana, I thought today you might be opening the show with some Smokey Robinson. Because Smokey Robinson is celebrating a birthday today. And uh, it's a very important, uh, very important Hockman and Crowder show moment. Smokey Robinson on Cameo. I would imagine that's a show moment for a lot of radio shows all over the country. But Smokey Robinson is 81 years old today. We'll get to that. We'll get to that in a moment. We have to play some Fat Boys today as well because Prince Marky D passed away yesterday. And for, you know, a guy who grew up in the 80s like me, the Fat Boys, there was a CD called Crushin' that was one of the first CDs I ever bought. And I wore that thing out. And then as I uh, as I got uh, 
you know, to become more of a prominent radio host in Miami. Uh, I got to have Prince Marky D on the show a couple of times because he was a DJ here in Miami uh, as well, but he passed away, and I love the Fat Boys. Prince Marky D was a good dude. So play a little Fat Boys today, Solana? I will. I have to All admit, right. Hawk, and, and I know this might upset you, I have never heard of the Fat Boys. I have to admit that. No, I think you have because Crowder and I have talked about disorderlies. They for for a, for a brief minute they were like going to be the new Three Stooges. Remember the movie Disorderlies with yeah, the Fat Boys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've talked about it before. You'd know a couple of songs. I don't know. I'd like to play Crushing today. Uh, I don't know if you know that song, but like Jailhouse Rap. They had a couple of remakes too. Like their biggest hits were some of their worst songs, like Wipeout. You know, it was a remake of uh, of that song. They did the twist. They remade that, the twist with Chubby Checker. But anyway, we'll uh, we'll play a little Fat Boys today in remembrance of Prince Marky D, who again, local uh, DJ, uh, you know, as he got later on in life. Not that he got later on in life, died in his 50s. Very sad. So the Heat won last night. We're going to talk about that today. There was some good news in Heat Nation, right? You felt good about that, Solana? That was a game they had to win. Did you get nervous there at the end? I did. I did. Yeah, because they had a big lead going into the fourth quarter. Yeah, no lead feels safe anymore. Just absolutely <laughs> does not feel safe anymore. Uh, but the good news is Hassan Whiteside just got outplayed by Bam Adebayo, which I was very happy about. And I then... texted you last night during the game just watching. And by the way, Crowder is in Minnesota still. He did the show with us from Minnesota yesterday and Wednesday. Today he's spending the day with family. So it'll be me and Solana uh, so go ahead. You were saying about the because I, I, I was saying I texted you last night during the Heat game that it you know to watch us on Whiteside because he always gets out hustled under the board. He comes down with a board so weak you can take the ball away from him, and uh, and we gave that guy thirty million dollars a year. <laughs> Don't remind me. <laughs> yeah, crazy. Yeah, that's crazy to me. Yeah. But yeah, so it was a, a good win. You felt good about it. I did. Did it wipe away the uh, no. the three losses prior? No, it did, it did not do that at all because it's the Sacramento Kings. If the Heat go out tomorrow and beat LeBron mm-hmm. James and the Lakers, Talk then yeah, about it. then all of a sudden you're 3-3 three and three on the road trip. You have wins against the Lakers, against the Kings, against the Rockets. That feels pretty good despite blowing a couple leads already through this seven-game road trip. Who uh, Who's more nervous, Heat fans or Milwaukee Buck fans? Oh, I think it's Heat fans, right? It's got to be Heat. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I mean, Milwaukee has the MVP. Milwaukee Milwaukee hasn't gotten to the NBA Finals with Giannis. The Heat have gotten to the NBA Finals with Jimmy Butler. Like, I, I think Milwaukee might be more nervous than, than Heat fans. Yeah, but at least Milwaukee's three games over 500. And, uh, and the Miami They've lost Heat. five in a row, though. Know, they they got housed last night. Yeah. Well, I would say neither... Heat fans or Bucks fans are super thrilled with how the season's going so far. But again, you know, long season, not as long as usual, but long season, and it really doesn't matter till the playoffs start. But we will talk Heat with George Sedano. Always a good time with the Hawk and Crowder Show. Weekdays from 2 to 6. Crowder, hurry back. Get back to the warm weather. We'll go to Funky Buddha. We'll celebrate the warmth with a cold beer. No better way to do it. Been celebrating the Heat. Finally, they got a win the other night. Beat the Sacramento Kings. Now, don't say the Kings are no good. The Kings are okay. I'll watch them. De'Aaron Fox, very good player. They actually have a better record than the Heat. But let's not get into all that. Let's just give a little listen to what that big Heat win sounded like. Chua sees Whiteside in front of him. Instead, dishes off for Kendrick, who nails it from the corner. A three ball. The Heat up 25 
14, their largest lead now. An 8-0 run by the Heat. Back with it, Jimmy Butler for Miami. Butler, little step through. Out on the wing to Kelly Olenek. Fumbled the ball, but kicked it right to Butler. Butler free to the rim with a two-hand jam. 11 points, 9 assists, 8 rebounds. Jimmy Butler looking to make it three triple-doubles in a row. Totter dribbles right side. Totter, he's going to measure the three. And a great measurement by Totter. That's his second tray of the evening. And the heat up now, 94-81. Tough shot off the rim. It won't go from Fox. And the rebound to Jimmy Butler. And Butler's got himself. It should be a triple-double if they give him credit for that rebound. Quick pass out of the wing. Butler. Butler step around. Butler does spin around. Now pass onto the basket. Iguodala right-hand jam. And Coach Walton wants to call a timeout. Down to a minute and a half left to go. They get a baseline put up there by Totter. Totter now with 27 points. And Bam gets the assist, his fourth career triple-double. And the final score, Miami 118, Sacramento 110. All right, so we got a Heat win. Let's get another Panthers win. They are hot, maybe even hotter than the Heat. And Doug Plagans, he's going to bring the heat for you with the Panthers' call. They're playing the Detroit Red Wings in just a few minutes, so keep it locked right here. Trust me, he is going to make it worth your while. Doug Plagans, the whole team, making it great in Panthers land. I am Dan Day. Thank you for listening. This is 560 The Joe Radio Rewind. Later, slug. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.